these different roles which we play in life uh, whether in a professional uh, domain or even in personal areas uh, i think uh, analogy of a circus for me has always been a good example so it's uh, it's like one day you are a ringmaster one day you are a joker none of that has to be taken seriously but then mm-hmm. when you are a joker it's your job to make sure that you the show becomes laugh. hilarious yeah yes yeah absolutely yeah. and when you are a ringmaster you have to control the animals otherwise there will be havoc in the circus tambu absolutely <laughs> welcome to 13 13 is a podcast about being and creating in this podcast we acknowledge the mundane and celebrate the everyday here we interact read and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create your host for today are prasanna and myself shantesh let's get started last week when i woke up i came for my meditation in the room where i sit it was probably 5:30 in the morning a bit dark and i lit up the uh, uh, desk lamp and put the yoga mat and suddenly i noticed there was a big lizard which had mistakenly entered into the room and that just shook me i i was taken aback uh i'm not particularly scared or anything but it was unexpected to have a lizard in the house and then when i sat down but it went to the other corner and my eyes were closed and half the time while the lizard was gone my lizard brain had kicked in <laughs> and 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 that just reminded me that how uh, this fear uh, suddenly becomes so real that i'm unable to focus or bring my attention uh, onto this moment but into all imaginative thoughts that what if the lizard enters into my t-shirt <laughs> and what will i do but what astounded me was that this lizard brain which we talk about the the sort of the primitive reptilian brain uh, which triggers the f- uh, flight or fight mechanism uh, is is so evident that you suddenly sense a threat and in reality if you try to break rationally that lizard is not going to make any harm to you but but it does so many times and it does so many times in situations when there is no lizard at all uh, which was the case so prasanna i wanted to bring this conversation of the idea of lizard brain that you know in what instances how and why does it trigger right uh, so if you see this example which you gave about Med- meditation and uh, one particular instance when you saw a lizard so it is at a very minuscule scale you can say or at your personal level the moment we take it at a larger level consider 2020 in a pandemic situation the lizard brain uh, started acting for entire humanity and the collective presence of this lizard brain suddenly brought us back to our instincts so there was fear there was fight flight at a multiple levels at um, across different strata of the society 
so what i want to say is as i had read once uh, which was put by i think navel ravikanth that without technology we are just monkeys playing in the dirt <laughs> so the there is no development whatsoever in that part of brain which we all acknowledge which neuroscience also has proved and the only option which is present there is to be mindful that such a thing exists and that gives you power to deal with it mm i don't know if we all acknowledge like you said but yes neuroscience has proven it that this part of the brain exists the flight or fight uh, mechanism comes from there uh, but do we all really acknowledge and what i mean by that is yes uh, talking about this instance of my personal instance or uh, pandemic as an instance we all can see and acknowledge perhaps but there are so many times when this brain kicks in when there is no reason no apparent physical threat or danger to your body it's perhaps to your identity also at workspace and so on and so forth what about that yes absolutely and uh, as you rightly said when there is no physical threat even the outlet is also not physical so when a boss is scolding to a subordinate he cannot fight like a physical fight or he cannot flight like really run away from the office or the corporate building so he is standing there in the cabin in front of the boss and inside that hormonal changes are happening so just imagine the kind of stress which gets developed within it's like a pressure cooker so your brain wants to either fight or flight and you can't do either and and perhaps that is what is leading to stressful situations also like you rightly said because uh, in in a people in villages are uh, dealing with or rural tribal areas are having so many uh, challenges to get physical comfort to get even meet basic necessities forget comfort and they seem to be less stressful whereas it's always said that in cities people are more stressful despite all the comforts and everything this perhaps could be the reason is what i can sense because as a pattern you can see it everywhere where uh, right from uh, schools and colleges where a young pupil uh, faces the teacher to corporate setups to even becoming a ceo and addressing the stakeholders everywhere there is that flight or fight fight or flight mechanism kind of kicking in and at the same time you are unable to do either of those very true and when it comes to even day to day interactions like between friendship between relationships immediately when there is a trigger or any situation that's where this reptile brain comes into picture and you suddenly get into a defensive mode so without even acknowledging the other person's emotions feelings and what they want to say like really listening to them we get into a mode where we want to protect our identity we want to protect our thoughts and coming from that defensive mechanism suddenly we start attacking the other person not even listening to that other person just in the last decade or so so strongly particularly in india at least i can say that political views have become people are making and breaking friendship 
based on political views which never was the case and exactly that kind of uh, mindset you know where you feel that somebody talking against your thinking process or your ideology is a direct attack on you and you take that so personally and of course then social media is fueling this up so where does this come from where does this uh, this this kind of uh, uh, imaginary threat be- or how does this imaginary threat rather become so real yeah so as we said that many a times we don't even acknowledge that this is an imaginary threat for us it is real and that's where your responses come into picture and all those responses are assuming that this is reality so many a times our thoughts and reality have a lot of distance between them but we forget that distance for us that those thoughts becomes reality and then we start uh, acting based on that reality absolutely because i think something which becomes very important here is to first get to the fact that this what is happening right now isn't real and the simple way i feel is to just ask that question is this real and your brain instantly wants to say yes but deep inside you also know that it isn't and i think you have to listen to that deeper inside which really tells you and and inspect or investigate that that why is it not real and then become present to that and perhaps our rational side which has evolved so much can itself take us out of this rational meaning conscious side actually and that awareness itself can take us out of this quicksand that we kind of get drawn into sucked into yeah Is and it- when when you said inspect and investigate the external uh, situation or the reality it is equally important to investigate the internal situation in the sense when i am getting hurt when i am getting attacked then who is that me is it my role is it my position is it my identity so the moment i try to get to that reality of who i am lot of things fall down so uh, who i am as a reality you need to elaborate probably a little more with an example could you do that because it's right now a bit vague a bit bit abstract yeah so when i start looking at who i am i may be considering my education i have done engineering so you can't tell me this or you should not be telling me this uh, it can be my position in my office in my job or in my business so i am running a business and you don't try to act smart in front of you you have not done that all and all those things or maybe i have a particular position in a society so all those things are actually knowingly unknowingly building who i am which mm. is not the real me True. right and then the moment i find that this created identity gets attacked by any way by communication by statements by views by thought process i just want to protect that false identity and i fall into that trap of fight and flight to protect mm-hmm. that identity mm. and it's simply because we make that identity so real that 
as if we are protecting ourselves as if it's into a physical danger absolutely and that becomes very serious business for us which we can take ourselves lightly at times how do we do that that's what i said that if you look no, no, at how how to take yourself lightly no no that's the process of mindful writing with which we are into <laughs> so i don't know it takes time so i don't have a solution and it would not be a good idea to give a solution also but it is i think we should be always in the search of uh, getting that real me the more closer we find ourselves i think uh, we'll be away from this creative you're right, reality actually. you're you're right actually because uh, i'm just connecting this to our initial podcast episodes and we used to be so conscious and we operated that time from the more that this is about not way to back in the past it's just about 20 weeks ago we operated from the mode of what we are going to say is very profound it's going to make a difference that is what we are mm and when we have let go of that we are just conversing trying to bring things together except that yes consciously we have to speak in english which we otherwise naturally comes to us to speak in our mother tongue with each other because we have grown up like that we have known each other for many years but but other than that uh, just to make this content available open to a wider audience we we speak in english which is where we become a bit more conscious but otherwise i think now much better than what we were 20 weeks ago without filtering without thinking too much we are able to put that across and in fact that has made it more real more authentic i feel at the same time while we are playing those roles we have to play those roles with a great reality into it also we have to play as if they are real but knowing that they are not real also so there is a sort of a paradox in that situation uh and why i say that is because as a professional uh, i have to be into that role involved into that role completely as if it's real because i'm delivering something which is ultimately real which is expected out of me at the same time being aware that it isn't real or we are not going to make a huge difference to anybody but to our own living experience i think uh, how how do we kind of get into uh, because a lot of people will have this question that no this is real because it will occur as real also what we are doing and how do we kind of get out of this cycle uh, this paradoxical cycle yeah i think for this different roles which we play in life uh, whether in a professional uh, domain or even in personal areas uh, i think uh, analogy of a circus for me has always been a good example so it's uh, it's like one day you are a ringmaster one day you are a joker none of that has to be taken seriously but then mm-hmm. when you are a joker it's your job to make sure that you the show becomes laugh. hilarious yeah yes yeah absolutely yeah. and when you are a ringmaster you have to control the animals otherwise there will be havoc in the circus tambu absolutely <laughs> <laughs> oh this is such a difficult topic 
to talk about because i don't know why but uh, it's it's complicated to consciously bring our attention to this lizard brain yeah and one instead of talking can only consciously look if not for the rest of the life maybe to begin with just for one day when the lizard brain kicks in right. what is that exact emotion that we are going through yes and, and when you, and when we yeah. are getting into this trap of this reptile brain or lizard brain i think finding a solution or avoiding getting into the trap is not the point of this conversation the point of the conversation is the ability to catch ourselves yeah and to not bring resistance like in a quicksand if you bring resistance to avoid getting into that trap you get sucked into it without realizing and then when you realize it's way too late and when you don't resist it's much easier to then get out of it and simply acknowledging and becoming aware could be the step one beyond that i think it's for our audience to find out for themselves that through the day when does this lizard brain kick in with that we'll complete our today's podcast episode thank you thank you for listening for more such podcasts and daily writings subscribe us on creating13.com that is creating13.com we request you to share this podcast with your friends and family and anyone who may be interested in such topics your sharing will only help us to reach out to people and to serve our cause you can follow us on facebook instagram or twitter we've put the links in the description you can also listen to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform now we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and we wish to have you with us again next week for listening a new episode until then take care